and welcome to another episode of Butterfly Kisses, A Journey of Spiritual Transformation. I am here today with Sam Davidson. She is the co-host and creator of Spiritual Spiral Podcast and also an entertainment news journalist. And she is here today to tell us our, her story of spiritual awakening and and how she started the Spiritual Spiral Podcast and some of her stories and then also about working in Hollywood and what that was like and can't wait to hear what she has to say. Welcome, Sam. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I was so honored when you asked me and I'm so it's one of the most beautiful things about COVID and about this pandemic is that you connect with these people um, from all over the country, all over the world you would have never met in real life. So in that way, it's been a gift uh, to meet you too. It's thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, we actually met on, uh, what was Clubhouse? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was yeah. so long ago, but it really wasn't. And uh, I know. And like such a good lesson for me to learn too, is that like, if you do something like we did a silly Clubhouse room with someone else that we kind of met online and it wasn't successful. We basically just like talked to ourselves, which is fine. But, you know, and afterwards, like you can't feel discouraged after you like meet somebody new and you try something and it doesn't work because the whole point is meeting someone new. And then like it takes time, but things will flourish from there over time. So don't give up if you try something the first time you're like, it doesn't work. Never mind. Like, you know, stay in touch and like continue to work together and something beautiful will come from it. Exactly. You never know exactly who you're going to meet or where that relationship is going to take you. And so far, I've enjoyed knowing you and what our relationship is flourishing into and who knows where it's going to take us. So yay. (laughs) Tell us, tell us, tell me about uh, your Hollywood. Tell me, tell us, tell us about Hollywood and what that was like for you out there pre-COVID. What was COVID like? It seems like it's so long ago. (laughs) No, my most of my things and furniture are there in a storage unit. So they're just soaking up that Hollywood life. So I am originally from the suburbs of Cleveland and always just knew that I was meant to be a part of Hollywood. And I was obsessed with getting into the University of Southern California. I sent edible arrangements to like random people my dad knew. He was just like, you want to do the work, kid? Go through my Rolodex and see if you anyone interests you and I'll get their info. So I did that and I auditioned to get into USC. I really wanted to be an actress. Thank goodness my, my parents were like, let's get two degrees, you know, instead of just a theater one. So yeah, I double majored in journalism and theater. Of course, took film classes there in between. It was great. I stayed there every summer, interned at places like Comedy Central, um, Ben Stiller's production company, bunch of places. And then after college, I worked as kind of, I gave up the acting thing, which my parents knew I would, and um, worked for a lot of really big producers and agents and managers. And it just really wasn't my thing. I hadn't really found myself yet. Now I like listen to all these podcasts, talk to all these spiritual teachers, like this girl here was never meant to be an assistant. I mean, not that I'm better than it, but it's just, I would lie in interviews and be like, I am so type A. And my biggest fault is um, being too obsessed with details. Like that was a lie. (laughs) That is not me. I am a creative, spiritual, I'm like a purple aura, you know, like all over the place. I'm with you, girl. I'm with you on that one. (laughs) I know. So (laughs) Finally, I like had it 
with the assistant world and left dramatically. And I had started doing some stand-up comedy in that meantime. And that really opened up some doors for me to start doing journalism work and hosting work. I did podcasts at a place called After Buzz TV, which if you're a big TV fanatic, you might know of them because we didn't, they did an after show for basically every show, every show that's ever been on television. So I learned there how to book celebrities, book guests and on podcasts. And I was like, I don't ever want to be an assistant again. I don't ever want to work in an office again. Like I'm meant to be on the field. And I wish I would have figured this out sooner Then I really manifested a, a dream job for myself, which was working for an international company that was opening up a presence in Los Angeles, where I was their red carpet reporter, booker. They basically were just like, you know, one of those startups and startups are great because they can just throw money quickly, but then they can also lose money quickly. Mm -hmm. But it was the perfect thing for me. I had finally just felt like I was in my own. I've covered hundreds of red carpets, interviewed huge celebrities, and then COVID took that away. I'm reevaluating everything Mm -hmm. now. Being in Hollywood, it's a very, you know, you have a love-hate relationship with it no matter what. Some people just have a hate relationship with Hollywood and (laughs) Los Angeles, which I understand, but it has been, you know, my dream to be there for so long. I think it's really where my heart belongs and where I flourish the best. There's a lot of also very interesting energy in Hollywood specifically, but Los Angeles, when you go around, I mean, I could probably give a ghost tour like, Ooh, Chateau Marmont. <laughs> That's where Jim Belushi died. Or wait, is it John? I always forget the Belushi brothers. Which one is still alive? <laughs> Which one died? It's a it's an interesting place to be. And you know, the entertainment world and the spiritual world really blend together very interestingly because you know there's a lot of famous people that are really into this stuff. And That's now I cool. yeah, it's it's cool. It's a very interesting place. And Like you mentioned, I started my podcast, Spiritual Spiral. We are on episode 45 this week. And so I'm using, thank you. I, and I'm working with another entertainment news journalist who was a red carpet reporter with me and just using the skills I have interviewing celebrities, but on interesting people like yourself, Amy and shamans and uh, mediums and astrologers. I mean, everything spiritual you could think of, like we'll have them on the show and talk to them. So yeah. So what got you, what made you decide to start a spiritual podcast? Yeah, so I've always been into mediums and psychics. Mm -hmm. And I remember going with my mom when I was super young, asking, you know, am I going to marry Leonardo DiCaprio? (laughs) Pretty serious. (laughs) Yeah, pretty serious about that too. So my dad is, who is now passed, it's been a couple of years, but he got sick. I want to say maybe around 2015, maybe Mm -hmm. a little earlier than that, with all of my interest in mediums, my mom and I would continue to go. There's a man named Thomas John who is very expensive now and basically a celebrity in his own right. But we started going to his stuff and he is one of the best mediums out there. And we went to workshops and everything. And I've always been fascinated with it. And my dad, when he got really sick, was like, this is so cool. Okay, so now we have a line to talk to each other when I, which unfortunately, that's not exactly how these things work. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's what really got me into the spirituality and spiritual spiral came about because I was talking to my co-host, Sari, 
And I was so lonely when shutdown happened and I was scared and, you know, it was like, what is, what is going on? Because this doesn't, this feels very energetically heavy as well. It doesn't just seem like this physical thing that's happening to us. It seems like there's some kind of shift and we just started going back and forth. And I was like, do you want to start a show maybe like a podcast? And so we did. And at the time I only knew a handful of psychics and just was like, okay, let's just interview them and go from there. And we came up with spiritual spiral, the name, because we both felt like we were spiraling with all of the questions that we had as far as what is life why did we choose to come here during this really like <laughs> crappy time? Excuse me, like how long is this going to last? And yeah, from there, it just spiraled in a very positive way. And we have gotten amazing people on the show that I never would have known about. Otherwise, it's been it's been a real gift. And I'm really happy to hopefully know that, you know, we're helping some people and opening their eyes to things. That's awesome. Thank you. I, um, I've listened to several of your podcasts and I've actually called one of your mediums that was on your podcast and she was amazingly accurate. Crazy, right? Crazy accurate. It was, it was bizarre. And you just, it was like same day, right? Like she just, it was like within a couple of hours. So she wouldn't have had time to like Google me or anything because it was literally with, and all I gave her was like my first name. Yeah, exactly. What is she going to do a reverse on your phone? Like, no, that's just not, you know, as much as people want to believe that are skeptics that that's what psychics mediums do. I mean, I'm sure there are some crappy people out there that con artists that do that. I, I truly don't think that that is the case with, you know, anyone I've had on my show and my brother, who's definitely a skeptic, but interested. He's always like, they could have looked that up. You know, they could have done this. I'm like, what? She's going to randomly mention my older brother's middle name. You know, she's just going to randomly mention my great. It's just, you know, maybe I'm naive, but I, I don't think so. Especially when you speak to these people, it's, there's a feeling that it's, they're not just reading off a name. Yeah. I firmly believe that the heaven realm is just really, it's just a veil that there's the energy is still there. Mm -hmm. So when we pass the the physical body, just the physical body we leave behind in this third dimensional world, but the energy of our soul, where our soul is, is, is actually who we are, is still around. I can still hear and see my grandmother from time to time and Yeah, I mean, that's such a gift. Like, I'm definitely intuitive, and those gifts have grown over the past year because of the people I've interviewed and the relationships I've kept with them. I've taken some of their courses. And so it's really grown. I'm not, you know, unfortunately, I can't see or hear my father. I even have a hard time connecting with him in dreams. And, you know, for me, it's difficult to even still understand what you said. Like I preach it. It's what we talk about on our show, Mm -hmm. but, and it's, it's not that I don't believe it, but it's just still something that like, I'm still on my spiritual journey, wrapping my head around that idea and the idea that we are all one and, and we're all connected. And, you know, that's my human brain and my ego is like, I'm not like her. I'm not like him. They're jerks. Like, how am I supposed to relate (laughs) to that? Because it doesn't make any sense to me. So, you know, like I'm learning and growing just with the rest of our audience. I, I think that's hopefully one day I'll be able to really pick up on things like that. 
And that's, I think that's part of the, the transformation process that we go through. You know, that's one of the reasons why I call this butterfly kisses because the whole going from a caterpillar into a cocoon and the whole process of transform, transformation and transforming into this butterfly that, you know, you spread your wings and you finally fly and you, when the, the veil lifts, I guess, for better words is when you, when you can understand and see things, it's, it's just amazing, but it's going through that crystallization process where you become the ooey and the goo and <laughs> that part sucks. And I'm sure the caterpillar doesn't like it either. It's, it's, it's an interesting process, which is, and, and these are the questions because a lot of people still question. And a lot of people are like, you know, there's no way when you, my husband, even to this, you know, when you die, you die, there, you, you, there's nothing out there. Other people believe in, you know, that there it's, it's energy and you, you, you're still around. They can still hear, you can still see. And mm -hmm. some people are like you and they're like, I, I want to see, I want to know, but I'm just the ego. Sometimes it's, it's hard. Yeah. So, and there's always, you know, like I'd be lying if I said I am 110% confident that there is life after death. I'm 98% confident, you know, but there's just, um, like there's for, like, for instance, there's one name that my dad used to call me super specific. And I always tell people when they go into mediumship readings, excuse my cat. She's my little psychic cat. Come here. <laughs> the psychic that we're speaking of too, that Drive gave by. you the reading. Yeah. She, uh, she told, she told me when my cat came in, she was like, oh, your cat sees your dad all the time. And I was like, oh, at least she sees him. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just like, there's that two percent you know you just you just don't know and so yeah there's something that my dad used to call me it's very specific and I always tell people to not go into readings like with a test you know what I mean like I will only think this medium is legit if they say this 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 and this like that's not fair and that's absurd but it's this is and it's not a test for me but I feel like once I hear this little name that my dad called me I feel like then I'll be like 99.5 percent mm -hmm. you know knowing. I do believe it. Of course I do. I mean, it's what my show is about, but yeah, I don't want to like lie and say that, like, I know, like, I don't. Yeah. Well, and nobody, I guess, actually really knows for sure. 100%. I, I'm fairly confident that mm -hmm. there is life after this physical realm. I believe in past lives as well. And I believe that, uh, you know, if there's past lives and there has to be life after this one. And I believe that we continue to can learn and grow even in the heaven, heavenly realms. In the heavenly realms, I believe everything's perfect. So we don't necessarily accumulate uh, consequences, which is what we experience here in this third yeah, world. No, that sounds nice to me to still learn and um, not have and grow and not have to like face consequences or <laughs> go through the bad stuff so you can get to the good stuff you know can it just be the good stuff and you can still learn like that would be really nice actually you can there is a way to do that so you can, you can choose but our ego sometimes you know likes to experience things the hard way we have all that baggage that we bring with us yeah well, let me ask you what was you know, you, you talk about the, the death of your father. What 
lessons have you learned spiritually from the death of your father? So I'm, I'm a very open and honest person and like, you know, yeah. don't be freaked out. About you. Yeah. I'll just tell you the truth. You know, a lot of things, but first was his crossing over. He was on hospice seeing, I mean, it was an awful experience, obviously that I pray to God, I'll never have to go through again, but even talking to the hospice nurse, you know, they, they know about crossing over. They know like they're pretty spiritual people, which I didn't know seeing, you know, the way his eyes shifted, what he was looking at, what he was talking about. And intuitively, you know, we all knew he was going to go any day at that point, but he was hanging on and he wanted to see us. And, um, I knew the day I was like, he's going to go today and everyone in the next 24 hours. And, you know, everyone was like, how do you know? And I was like, well, first of all, it's not that hard of a guess, but like, I, you know, I see it, I feel it. And, um, he, my dad was a very, uh, he had a, he was a very human person with a lot of very human flaws. He did a lot of really crappy stuff in his life, but he also was like the nicest guy ever in the world, like kind of a Jekyll and Hyde mm-hmm. situation. And so when he first crossed over, he, I think really struggled accepting that he was dead crossing over. And I have an amazing medium that's been on my show, who is a friend of mine who came over and read for me right back when I got back to LA a few weeks after he had passed. And my dad was apparently pacing around my apartment, yelling, like screaming F this F that. And I was like, and he didn't know that about my dad, you know, that he mm-hmm. spoke like that, had that kind of temper. And I was like, oh, great. And then I went, I'm like, and I was like, dad, I was like, why am I still apologizing for you when you're gone? Why am I still saying, I'm so sorry, please don't let him yell at you like that. And then uh, I, Thomas John, the medium I mentioned, I went to like a live show of his, there was like almost a hundred people there. And he was doing readings on people that have siblings that passed. And I was like, Oh, great. I'm not going to get to talk to dad. And then all of a sudden he goes, I'm sorry, we're going to have to shift gears here. Uh, is there someone who just had their father pass away, lived in looks like Connecticut. He was a lawyer. And is your stepmother being a big bitch? That's what, (laughs) And I mean, we were in massive fights with her about the estate, about the, you know, the whole thing. And I was like, whoa. And, you know, people are coming up to me after that saying, were you a plant? Did you, you know, and it's like, no, that is, I haven't talked to this guy in years. And so obviously my journey, even with my show, I think subconsciously and a little selfishly was to connect more with my dad, not to go and like get free readings, but I wanted to understand more. And he was a very spiritual person as well. He was a businessman and he wrote a book back in the late nineties about um, combining spirituality with business practices and how to run a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based in, it was like self-published, like never really saw the light of day. And I would read it after he had passed. And, you know, obviously like as much as we had a tumultuous relationship, I talked to him almost every single day when he was alive. Mm-hmm. So, so it was a transition for me as well. And him passing definitely opened my eyes to how people, human beings can kind of suck sometimes. It's like, and it's just what they're, and when they're not human anymore, they, um, they're better and they can understand, but it's like, 
is he sorry? And be like, is he sorry for what he did, you know, for what he said? And it's like, yeah, of course he's sorry. But like, you need to understand that like, that was just him in his human form doing like the best that he could. And now he, you know, he feels remorse, but it's, he's not the same kind of being that, that he was then. And, you know, he wrote like a really, really mean letter before he passed and he was on, you know, drugs, like, you know, for pain and all of that. And so he wasn't himself. The letter was said really mean things about me. I had to accept that, like, that wasn't really him. It was like the drugs talking. It was, you know, and he's, and he's told me through mediums that, you know, he's, he's really sorry. So I'm still decoding my dad. I like want to write a book one day just because I, you know, I want to figure out like, more about it, more about him and, and, and all of this, but it's obviously made me more connected. And I think that happens to a lot of people that lose someone close, especially a parent at a younger age, but a, an age that's old enough to go on a spiritual journey like that. So yeah, I, I hope that he's always with me, you know, when there'll be mediums in the show, you know, he's like, he loves your mic. He loves your headphones. Like, and he would like, he loved seeing me do anything like was always so, so proud of me. So yeah, you know, we're still on this journey together and hopefully um, somebody medium I have on will call me the name that he used to call me. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm sold. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you're going to hear it. I'm sure you're going to hear it. I, uh, I hope so. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you will. And I'm sure he's, he's, he's probably the one helping you on your podcast, because I believe they also learn by watching us Mm -hmm. experience our, our lives as well. My father, I know he, he helps me. Yeah. And like one of the coolest things too, is that there's this really great medium that had her own show. It was a couple of years ago, pretty soon after he passed, but I have an obsession with Lucille Ball. I wrote my college essay on her. Um, I had her face hand-painted on my wall growing up. I'm not even kidding. And so I went on this woman's show. She, I was in studio and she said, my dad is coming through. Okay. Okay. And she goes, he has do you have a connection to Lucille Ball? This is very random. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, he just wants you to know that like he's with her and he hopes that you think it's really cool. <laughs> and I was that's like, awesome. That's, that's pretty cool, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Lucille Ball is awesome. I would, that would be, that would be an interesting um, connection there. If you could like channel Lucille Ball and- <laughs> I'm working on it actually. And me and my friend are want to do something with that because she feels very called to her as well. And I think Lucy um, was a, actually a very big like observer of all the things that were happening in Hollywood and, and has all the messed up stuff, you know, for a very long time. She was basically royalty and she ran that show. She ran Hollywood for a, a while. Like she was the only woman that really was running things, not just as an actress. So she's a lot of very interesting stories to tell, I'm sure. That would be interesting to hear those stories. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear those stories. So what was the most, well, talking about famous people, uh, when you were in Hollywood, what was the most famous person that you've met out there that, that interests you and why uh-huh. would that be Drew Barrymore, I would say, because she, I'm sure, is a very spiritual person, I think, and she's just very, 
like out there and fun and um, the way she speaks to people, she speaks to them like she really knows them, makes a lot of eye contact, put, you know, we put her hand on your arm as she was speaking to you. Um, I've always really loved her and I've definitely interviewed people that I've loved, but, you know, it didn't really, they weren't my favorite in person. That's one of the reasons I don't ever want to meet Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't, you know, don't want that to be ruined for me, but yeah, Drew Barrymore, really cool, successful, amazing. Like, I mean, she has her own talk show now, like she's doing everything and she had a new movie come out. Like she's just, she's amazing. And she's been through so much in her life, you know, at such a young age, she went through everything. I think that she's such a cool story too, of somebody that literally had no hope at one point. She's 14 years old and she's done enough drugs and drinking enough alcohol that like she should be dead. And she was able to really turn her life around. And she, um, so yeah, I would say just in the interview was so great and so fun. So I've always really loved connecting with people like that and having people surprise me and exceed my expectations in that way. We should have her on spiritual spot, our podcast. Oh God, that would spiritual be a dream. Spiral. That would be a dream. And she'd probably totally say like, she's a little psychic. You could tell she'd totally be into all of that. I wish that would be so cool. Well, I'd, I'd really love, you know, I, cause some of the people that have been on the show that I've given me readings have said that like my end game kind of is to have a show where I mix spirituality and celebrity and bring these celebrities on to talk about their spiritual journey and like connect them to really powerful mediums to help heal them and, you know, figure out all of their stuff. So that would be a really, that's, you know, something I'm working on for one day. I like that. Yeah. Well, tell me how people can find you on Spiritual Spiral. Where can they find you at? Yeah, you guys can find Spiritual Spiral on basically all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. There's a couple of others on there uh, at just Spiritual Spiral. The cover photo is purple with two hands with crystals and really fun things going on there. Um, and then you can also find us at Spiritual Spiral Show on Instagram. We put all of our interviews up, video as well on our IGTV and like a little one minute clip of each of them to just give people a taste of like what we're going to talk about. And yeah, you can find us there. And then you can find myself at SamD43 on Instagram. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, I have one question, one more question for you that I've been asking all of my guests and I'm going to continue asking. You can't say Lucille Ball or Drew Barrymore. Okay. But if you had one hour to spend with anybody talking to them, dead or alive, on a park bench, who would it be and why? We already know Lucille Ball and Drew Barrymore. Okay. You know, probably somebody like, it would probably be Marilyn Monroe then at that point too. Yeah. She's a lot of secrets to tell. The tea is hot with Marilyn. So I would, I would, spicy one. it would, I'd love to speak with Marilyn Monroe and just, or Norma Jean, you know, that was her former name before she became Marilyn. I'm also a big Marilyn Monroe fan. So yeah, I'd pick her. Marilyn Monroe would know where all the skeletons are hidden. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be a juicy one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Well, thank you, Sam, for being on the show today. I appreciate you taking time out to talk with us. And, of course. Um, yes, thank you so much for having me, Amy. This was really fun.
Thanks you. Weird to be on the other side of it. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you letting me be on this side of it this time. <laughs> of course. Cool. Well, I will talk to you soon. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also join me on the Facebook page at Butterfly Kisses Podcast. Here we can continue the conversations we've been discussing on these podcasts, and you can also ask questions of our guests as well. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me on the Facebook page, or you can do so by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you, and remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.